Welcome, everyone, to the Inspired Jewish Woman podcast, a place to come together to meet other passionate Jewish women from around the globe. We here value unity, and we come together from different backgrounds, places, and stages in life. We focus on what unites us, being a Jewish woman. We believe that every woman has a beautiful and unique light to shine to our community and to the world. In these podcast interviews, we find the light in others, and we learn from everyone. These are the topics that matter most to you and empower you to be the inspired Jewish woman that you want to be. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another inspiring podcast with a guest speaker. Today, we have Robin Meyerson coming to us from Arizona. How hot is it these days in Arizona? It is probably around 100 degrees, which is good for us. Usually it's 120 at this time of year. Wow. I hope you have a very cold swimming pool in your backyard. We do. We're very fortunate. We do have a swimming pool and we're in it every day. That's awesome. Well, I am so excited to have you. And I don't think I've actually met you in person, although I feel like I have because I've been following you for years and reading all that you have put out there into the world as far as your content, your inspiration. Robin is, as are all the women that I bring on, just a light, a light in the world. And I'm so excited for your light to come to my community of women and let people get to know you and maybe they could learn more afterwards about you. But um, my understanding of you, Robin, is that you run the Shabbos Project of Arizona, Project Inspire Arizona also, and your background is in marketing. Yes, you've been working in nonprofit and for-profit organizations for 25 years, and you're just doing incredible work in so many areas of your community and worldwide. So yay, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. I'll tell you how I learned about your work originally. It was through your work with helping families understand burial, Jewish burial, and making those end-of-life choices. I think that's how I first found you and was very inspired about that work. And since then, I've become so involved with getting the word out and talking about it in a normal way. Like we talk about so many parts of Judaism, but that part is always just like, no one wants to talk about death right? We want to be in the here and now, but it's so important. And, and that's how I first found you. And I hope you'll tell us a little bit about what you're working on right now. Sure. So I am involved with lots of different projects because that's just how I get a lot of joy and vitality. I love being involved with many different things. So what I'm here to talk to all of you wonderful, amazing women today about is a program that I do with Rabbi Aryeh Niven. And I'm involved with him as well. And we do these ELO programs and it's about how to find your joy and vitality. And ELO, ELO right now, the month that we're in, it's the greatest time to find yourself. It's the greatest time to figure out your goals because God is right here right now in the field. I mean, he's, he's with us all the time, right? I have to read you the cutest thing that I've received. Hold on. Just give me one second. So I put out a post. It was like a meme that said, God is in the field. Are you? right? This really just bold meme. And my dear friend, she wrote, can you explain this? What field? Why are we using a field to explain where God is? 
isn't Hashem here, there, and everywhere? Was Uncle Moishi deceiving us all these years? If you went to like Camp Lubavitch, you know, Hashem is here, Hashem is there, Hashem is true. Up, up, down, down. Anyway, so she says to me, please send me Google map directions to this field ASAP. <laughs> that is very cute. That's that cute. is very cute. I like to use that analogy because I feel like, yeah, God is everywhere all year, but when I have in my mind, I visualize that he's here in the field, sort of like on the ground with me. I mean, I try to talk to him all year, right? And every day. But when I feel in the month of Elul, I have this extra special opportunity to say, you know, these are my goals for the year. This is my purpose as a woman. This is what I want to do as a Jew this year. This is how I want to grow. And I, there's a special feeling like he's here right now in the field with us in the field. And he's in the trenches with us. So if we say, okay, I'm working on myself, I'm trying to make a plan for myself. And then you go into Rosh Hashanah with a plan, a written plan, a one to two page little teeny plan. And you say, God, I worked on myself all LL with yeah. you in the field. <laughs> and I'm ready. I'm ready to make this the greatest year of my life. So, so true. And you know, there's a famous quote. I think it goes, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Mm. So we do need a plan. We do need a plan. And it's not scary. It's really not scary because we guide you. And I talked to hundreds of women, literally. We had over 5,000 women in this program over the last 18 or so years, men and women at separate classes. But we help you make this written plan. It's one to two pages. You know, people can lay it out as any way you want, but we give you like a little format, a little template. And we help you over the phone. We will guide you with classes, with the written notes and the worksheets and little homework. And so it's not scary. You know, you think, oh my gosh, I have to make this whole plan and I have to stick to it. No, you know, you make a little plan, you make it manageable, you make it practical because we think, how do we separate sort of Jewish wisdom from other wisdom, but this all comes, this is Jewish wisdom. This comes from the Arizal, comes from the Slonimer, the Deir Hashem, but we bring it down and make it very practical so that you can, if you know, if you're a busy working mom or whatever you're doing in your day-to-day activities, you can make it practical. Mm, that's beautiful. I just want to share something new that I learned this week. You know, we, there's a very common, commonly learned and understood concept that the month Elul is an acronym right? Aleph Lamed Vav Lamed for Anila Dodi Vidodi Li, right? I am to my beloved and my beloved is to me. It's this like expression of love between us and Hashem. That's the work of Elul, right? He's in the field. He's with us. So that's beautiful. Now I learned something new this week. I don't know if you ever heard this, but Elul also is an acronym for Ish Lereyehu Umatanot Le'evyonim, which means like one man for his friend and giving charity and giving kindness to the poor, right? Which is the sentence, the mitzvah, one of the four mitzvot of Purim, right? To give mishloach manot and to give charity and to give, extend outside yourself. So here we are. I thought Elul is all about the I, like the ani, right? And then we have this like going outside yourself. But in order to go outside yourself, first, we need to start with the I. Right. right. It's beautiful because you have to fill yourself up. You know, one of the greatest mitzvahs is returning a lost object. Right. But what is a really great mitzvah? You're returning yourself to yourself. So this beautiful. this program helps you figure out well, who am I? What's my purpose in the world? What's my purpose as a woman, as a wife, as a mother, as a grandmother, potentially? I'm a grandmother, I'm a safta of three grandkids. 
what's my mitzvah? You have to return yourself to yourself and then you're filled up and then you can give to others. So it's a great gift to give to yourself. You know, what's my purpose? And we help you make like a little one sentence statement that says, what's my mission as a woman? What's my mission as a Jew in this world? Like what's your personal mission as a Jew? What's your mission as in this generation? Like why, why on earth did your soul come down to this world right now? Maybe you did live 500 years ago, maybe, but why are you here right now? What are you here to do in this generation? So you make these little sentences and then you have clarity and you have direction. And when you wake up in the morning, you're like, you're raring to go because you know you're clear. You have a map, you have a plan of where you're going. Sounds amazing. It sounds amazing. And the work of this time is all about teshuva, shuv, to return. And it's always like, well, what are we returning to? Like to God? Are we returning to our, you know, we're returning really to ourselves, like to our truest, innermost, most purest self. And along the journey, along the way, somehow we've lost that sense of self. Robin, I remember years ago, probably like five, six years ago, I'm like in my career, leading Jewish women, you know, like everyone's like looking up to me. And there was this moment where I just felt lost. And I remember going to my boss at the time and I said, I need to go away. It's Arab Rosh Hashanah. I need to go and take care of me. I need to go. And I signed myself up without even getting permission first. I was like, I'm doing this. I signed myself up for like a woman's getaway, a spiritual infusion. And it was such a crazy time in the Jewish organization, right? This is like crunch time for every Jewish organization. And he said to me, oh, Eve, come on, you can't leave now. You can't do this. Like I said to him, I need to do this. I need to find out who I am. And he said, Eve, you know who you are. You're doing great. Just keep going. And I told him, like, I think I lost my footing. And we all do this. And we need to, it's like recalibrating, right? Like the GPS, like we thought we were going, going, going in a direction, but we need to be honest with ourselves. And I think that's the scariest part, Robin. And you could tell me your experience with women when you're doing this deep work of making, figuring out what your purpose is. and what, It's so big, but the hardest part of it is facing your challenges, your quirks, your negative traits. That's part of it, right? That's Hashem gave you those also. And we need to overcome it. And that's where it gets like, you know what? I'd rather not do this right now. (laughs) I'm going to distract myself with some other work that I could do. So tell me in your experience what that's like. Give us a bit of an example of how you start this program. What is the flow? How long is it? Sure. So we go through a 15-point plan. And 15 can sound like a little overwhelming, but it's very manageable. We go through and we identify, like I said, your purpose. But then we also identify what's your tikkun. A tikkun means your character flaw. And, you know, you might think, oh, I have 15 different character flaws. But no, we want to whittle it down to like maybe two, maybe three max and just figure out, you know, what are the two or three things that I need to work on? You know, whether it's time management, maybe it's patience, maybe it's uh, just not thinking before I speak, you know, what are the character flaws that kind of trip you up all the time? And we all know we all have them. Okay. So we identify two or three tikkuns, character flaws. And then we also identify what are our values? You know, there's hundreds and hundreds of values. You can Google it online and see a list of values. But what are your values? What's important to you? So that when you're making decisions, you can look back at your plan and say, you know, these are my values. You know, maybe you value fiscal maturity. Maybe you value humor. Maybe you value flexibility. Maybe you value stability. 
What are your values? And we identify five distinct values that are important to you so that when you have choices of what to do with your time, you can say, hmm, does this fit into my values? Yes or no. Then the next thing we do is we look at 15 areas of life balance. You know, I take the analogy of a car. If you want a car to go, it needs gas. It needs air in the tires. You need a clear windshield. So it's the same with our life. We need to have good health, which is one of the 15 areas. We need to have, you know, finances, a job potentially, depending on your situation. We need to have self-care. We need to have time for travel and fun. We need to have time to, you know, maybe you need to get the house painted. We need to look at our goals in our growth Jewishly. What's our avodah Hashem? Are we connecting to God? So we identify these 15 areas because that's what gives you life balance. That's what makes the car go. If one of those areas is out of whack, like if you're not exercising, right? <laughs> or if you're not getting enough sleep, or if you're not doing date night with your husband, <laughs> you know, you're going to get out of whack. Can I jump in? Could you actually just go through the 15? What are those? I'm just curious. Yeah, totally. So you said the purpose, the Mm -hmm. tikkun, which is the challenges or the flaws. And then what else? Well, there's actually more than 15, but there's 15 areas of life balance. So let me tell you what those 15 areas of life balance are. And they're not in any order. Like when you write up your plan, you can put them in any order you want, what's important to you. So I actually have my handy dandy plan right here because I've been working on it. It's all L. So avodas Hashem. So that means like the service of God. Okay. And just as an example, I'll tell you a couple of things that are on my plan for avodas Hashem. I want to add some more prayers that I do in the afternoon. I've been doing the morning prayers pretty good, but I want to add, if I can, the afternoon prayers before I pick up my kids from school, because I think that'll center me. Okay. So that's one of my goals for avodas Hashem. Then the next category is spouse and kids. And so like, you can't make goals for your spouse and kids. You can't like tell them exactly what their goals should be, but what can I do to help my kids and my husband grow in whatever goals they have? So that's the second category. Then you have learning. Now learning could be Jewish things. You know, if you want to learn the Parsha, if you want to learn something new in Judaism, or it could also be, I want to learn to play tennis this year. You know, Mm -hmm. so what's something new? Because we always want to be growing. Um, The next category is interpersonal. Interpersonal is you know, it's friends, it's extended family. You know, you don't want to go months and months and months and never get together with a girlfriend and have some coffee. You don't want to go months and months without calling your great aunt Bertha, right? <laughs> you know? What I'm experiencing now with this, it's, we're in an interesting place with COVID, but people are coming out, you know, right now it's like a little bit, take a step back because things are kind of rising again, but I'm just watching the, how thirsty people are for human connection. We have been behind a screen for so long and it's the most beautiful thing in the world. To, this is like our basic need, like this real deep connection. So that interpersonal friends and extended family, I see that in my work. People are thirsty for that and we need to honor that. We need to make space for it. Absolutely. And you just can't be so busy so much with your, you know, your internal world of, you know, work and, you know, the kids, you got to make time to see some friends. I actually combine my interpersonal with my learning. So I can kind of kill two birds with one stone and kind of double up on my multitasking. So I'll learn something with a friend or I'll, you know, get together with an extended relative at the same time that we're learning something. So I combine it. That works for me. It doesn't have to work for everybody. The next category is community. And community means things like, uh, and by the way, I just want to point out at different stages of your life, 
you can do more or less of some of these areas. Like if you have like a brand new baby, right? And you're nursing, you can't do community stuff. Like you're not even sleeping. So, but as your kids get older and you have time to do community stuff, then you can add some goals in the community area. Community is, you know, making a meal for a new mother, getting involved as a volunteer, that kind of thing. Next one is profession. So what are your goals with your job? Do you need to ask for a raise? Do you need to cut back on your hours? Do you need, what, what is it that you need in your job? Or if you don't have a job, do you need to prepare a resume? Do you need to figure out how to go about getting the job that you want, your dream job? Uh, the next category is health. And, you know, those are, people neglect it. It's your sleep. It's your eating, your exercise, uh, these kinds of things. Self-care. Now, self-care can be similar to health, but it's different for everybody. For some people, self-care is like getting a massage once a month. <laughs> Other people, it's taking a walk around the lake. What is it that you identify that you really need and scheduling it? You know, you could go six months without doing something that's really important to your self-care. So schedule it. The next category is physical domain. And that's, you know, it's your house, it's your car, it's your clothes. <laughs> it's those, they're not mundane, you know, like if you need to get the house painted, you got to plan for it. You got to figure out the finances for it and make a plan. The next category is Amuna. Amuna is how are you deepening your connection to God? How, and that's different from Avodah Hashem, which is, you know, specific actions you're taking. Amuna could be, you know, listening to a little tape on Amuna for five minutes a day. It could be reading a book on Amuna. It's also different. So we have Avodah Hashem, service of God. We have learning and growth. But I love how Amuna is its own category. I added that to Rabbi Niffin's categories because I'm like, you got to have its own category. It's, like, it's a muscle, right? It's Amuna it is. is its own muscle, like faith. Like what do you turn to when you're in that moment of, I need help? It's like tapping into this inner wellspring that I believe everyone has deep, deep down. Especially right now, you know, with all the crazy things going on in the world, you want to be able to strengthen your faith and your Amuna that we're going to get through this. We just have to hold on really, really tight to our Amuna. Would you put Amuna and Tikva or hope in the same category? Like maybe someone that says, well, I don't believe in God, but everyone has hope. Hopefully everyone has some spark of hope. Would you put Amuna and hope in the same category? Well, as Jewish people, we are the epitome of hope. You know, we've gone through so many difficult challenges over the last 3000 years. But we always wake up the next morning and say, okay, I'm going to rebuild. I'm going to restart my life, you know, with all the things that we've gone through. So whether you call it a Muna or whether you call it hope, whatever you call it, it's that faith that I can move on and I can, what can I do to strengthen myself in that area? Then we talked about character traits, which is something you need to work on. So let's say you're impatient. That's one of your character flaws. How'd you know? <laughs> no, I'm not saying anything about you. Yeah, I think we all have a little bit of that. Uh, so, so what do I need to do to, to work on that character flaw? Like, do I need to read a book on it? Do I need to count one, two, three, four before I say anything? You know, what specific task am I going to do to work on that character flaw this year? Question. Yeah. question. Sorry, I'm, you're, I'm learning a lot. Oh, great. It's all down. The second one you said, tikkun, was identifying your flaws. So is this separate or is this the same? It's separate because you want to have your purpose and your flaw right at the top of your plan. So it's like front and center in your brain. But what you're going to do about it is on your plan. So that's like the goal. You make a mini goal in the area of character trade or tikkun that you're working on. So you make a mini goal of what am I going to do to get better in this area? It's kind of like a little deeper in that yeah. area. The top is just like stating them. And then yeah. the character traits, it's like plan of action. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. 
So the next three, there's three left, is uh, Shabbos and Yom Tov. So what are your goals this year? How do you want to make Shabbos and Yom Tov paradise? You know, don't just like drudgery about it. You know, make it great. Like, do I want to have guests? Do I want to go out? Do I want to have certain foods? Do I want to be able to go for a nice walk? What makes Shabbos and Yom Tov wonderful for you? And for so many women out there, it's like, maybe I'm going to commit to lighting Shabbat candles. Right. Or maybe I'm going to commit to to having no technology on Friday night. Yeah. I was working with one lady. She says, you know what? I stopped doing my laundry mm-hmm. on Saturdays. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's fantastic. You know? <laughs> so that's great. You are doing your Shabbos goals. Right. So I had another lady say to me, <laughs> she lives alone. She's a little bit elderly, but she said, you know what? I'm not going to turn the TV on. That's my goal for this year. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. Wherever you're at, we could all up it a notch. I think observing Shabbat for, I don't know how many years, not my entire life, but for a long time. And wherever we're at, there's always more. And I think it's the more you put in, the more you get out, right? If you set your Shabbat up for a truly connective experience, you're going to come out feeling really connected and refreshed. Yeah. Yeah. And if I can tell you a little secret, so I'm a Balchuva, which means I returned to my faith and my religion and I didn't know anything about Shabbat. So I never even heard about Shabbat. So the first time I heard about it, I thought, what? Oh, that's on Sundays. That's for nuns. (laughs) That's not for Jews. (laughs) So so, uh, now, now I'm making plans for Shabbat and different levels. So, you know, we all, we all can grow at different levels. Such a journey. Yeah. It's a journey for all of us. The next category is finances. That's very practical. You know, we talk about Torah, but we also have to be very, you know, be practical. It's like, do I need to save something, save a certain amount of money for, I have to pay off a certain amount of debt. Do I need to make a budget? You know, what about my finances? You have to look at it. And then the last one is Hezbon, which is, that means accounting. So how often am I going to look at my plan? Am I going to make this plan and then just stick it in my nightstand and never look at it again? You know, how often am I going to review myself? take a look at myself and look at my plans and my goals. So some people it's daily, some people it's weekly, some people it's monthly, you know, quarterly, whatever works for you. You know, all of this stuff that I'm sharing, there's no wrong or right. It's what works for you because everybody's got different situations. So those are the main areas. Very, very practical. I think every area is a chapter on its own. How much time would it take to really do this plan well? What kinds of an investment of time are we looking at to really move through all of these categories? So everybody's different in how they work. So we have two different classes. We have one class where it's one program where it's once a week for 16 weeks. So it's slow and steady and incremental and deep and thorough. And, you know, it's a longer time, 16 classes. That's how some people work better, right? Then other people work where it's, I want it all and I want it fast and just give it to me right away. So we have another program, which is called the boot camp, which is four consecutive days and it's one hour a day. So depending if you're the slow and steady and incremental and thorough type, then you can do the 16 hours. If you're the fast, I want it all in one, four days, (laughs) then you can do the boot camp. But what I also advise people is no matter what program you're doing, whichever one you sign up for, you just to spend five minutes a day in the month of Elul, whether it's just five minutes a day, 
write it out in pencil and then, you know, erase, rewrite, erase, rewrite, or do it on your, you know, your iPhone or your laptop, whatever. Just spend five minutes a day if you can. That's kind of what we have. We have something going on now in, I just moved to a new community and I'm doing a a 40 day program with the ladies. And we have about probably 60 or 70 women signed up. And every day I just throw out a little idea on a chat and there's videos and there's, you know, and then we have another chat where we chat (laughs) and we discuss it. And I've seen some beautiful things come out of it. Just putting out there that this is the time, this is the month, this is the most powerful month because we're coming up to the most powerful days. And Rosh Hashanah is so important and crucial to our whole future year that it really takes a whole month to prepare for it. Like, I'll give you an example of what I asked the ladies to do yesterday. My homework to the group was to say the chapter of Psalms, chapter 27, right? Le David Hashem Ori, right? King David's uh, chapter that's customary to read every day. Now, I don't read it every day. I don't expect everyone to read it every day. But to take five minutes once a week, twice a week, whenever we can, and to just read those words and find ourselves in the words. And what I, I'm getting messages from women or people are writing to me personally, how like one lady wrote how she meditated on certain words and she just saw and felt light. And I'm like, done, beautiful, like amazing. I know for that one woman, her day, her month, her hopefully her year is completely changed just by tapping in to what we have set out in front of us. So I'm loving this five minute a day thing. Cause when I wrote this list just now of all the categories, I'm feeling, oh no, I don't know if I have enough time to really dig in so deep. So I love that you have the boot camp. I love that you have like a more extensive option. And I just love that we're all on the same page. Whatever program we're doing, we're just connected by the Jewish world. We're connected by this energy in the air of coming towards these days of awe and being prepared and showing up and saying, God, like, I have a blueprint. Like, I'm ready. Like, not only is my brisket ready and my challahs and my honey cakes, but I'm ready emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Hopefully, we'll have really good food also. <laughs> totally. Everything you said is wonderful and perfect. You know, it shows God that you're in the VIP club. You know, you're in the very important club because you take your life seriously, that you're, you're working on yourself. And The key is having a community, having like you have your WhatsApp group and your ladies in the programs that we do in Rabbi Niven's programs is that you have a virtual community of women on the phone, audio webinar, and you're together. So you're all working on this together. So there's a sense of you can have a Havrusa, you can partner up with another lady. We have accountability coaches that'll call you once a week and say, how's it going? If you do the longer program, how is your plan coming along? Can I help you? Do you have any questions? You know, Because a lot of us, you know, you don't want to sign up for a class and then just never do it. No, (laughs) we want to help you change. So that's why we give you notes. We give you recordings. We give you live classes. We give you a lady who'll call you once a week and check in on you. It's it's like a program because we're here to help. You know, that's what we're all here for. (laughs) Robin, I have to, I have to give Hakara Satov gratitude to where it's important to give it. I don't know if you remember, but you reached out to me so many years ago and you recruited me to come on one of these courses. And had it cost a lot of money, I probably would have said no, but it was one dollar. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't know if he still does that. It was a yeah. one dollar for the LL program. And so of course I signed up. 
And I got so much out of it, so much out of it. So, so much of how I lead and teach and help and how I do my own Elul is really because of you and Rabbi Niven. And I even quoted him this morning in my little video clip that I sent out to the ladies. So I was reading just two sentences in this chapter of Psalms, and it speaks about what do we seek from God? Like, what is our vision? What do we want, right? One thing that I ask of you, Hashem, that I could dwell in your house, like your your dreams, your hopes. And the prompt that I gave the ladies is, what do we ask? What are our true goals? What would we do if we had all the time, money, and energy in the world? And I learned that from Mary Niven so many years ago, because it gives you a window into who you are. If you had $5 million right now to spend, where would you put that money? If you had all the energy, the resources, the time, just like, what would you want to do? And that is a window into who you are, your greatest passions. So that's what I taught this morning. So I just want you to know, and please pass this on to Rabbi Niven, that his work, his teachings, his Torah has gone so far. It is There's not a corner of this entire world <laughs> that has not been impacted by the beauty of uh, and light that he sheds. What's absolutely beautiful, what you said is that we have women from Borough Park to Los Angeles to London, Gateshead, Australia, all over the place. And they all say what you say, that it's changed my life. And it changes their homes. It changes their marriages. It changes their work. It changes their life. And that's so gratifying to me to be able to help people, you know, return that lost object of the self to them, Beautiful. to the women. Some, something about lost objects. So I, I'm pretty sure that in this week's Torah portion, it, it discusses Hashava Saveda, returning a lost object. And my co-founder, my boss, my colleague, Rabbi David Began, he was giving a Parsha class and he put out the question. He says, why do you think we, like talking about himself, talking about us, why do we do the work that we do? Like, is it even a thing to do outreach, to bring Jews in? And he said, and this is for you, I hope you take this in, Robin, because, you know, you do this work also with your whole entire life is all about bringing Jews in and embracing them and showing them what they have in their back pocket. He said, that's Hashava Saveda. It's returning Jews to themselves. We're lost. We're all lost. And when you find a Nishama, a Jew, a spark out there, and they're like, they've never tasted the beauty of Judaism, or they've never had an authentic Shabbos or whatever it is. And you just show them like, what is theirs? We're literally doing that mitzvah of returning, returning people to their souls, to themselves. What holy work. <laughs> We're so, <laughs> so blessed. It's a wonderful thing. I learned so much about myself too, because when I do the individual coaching with the women and Rabbi Niven also coaches many, many women, he spends half of his day, he's coaching one-on-one. And then the other half of the day, he's preparing for these classes, which he does the classes as a community hesed and the Parnassa that it gets comes from coaching. So we have this whole separate operation. We have the Mahon Ha'adam Shalem, which is the research institute. And then we have Rabbi Niven Saboras because Rabbi Niven is constantly researching best practices. Like what's the best way to teach men and women how to have the best life? So he's constantly researching other practices, learning Torah to apply it. And also in this generation, what's the best way to do it? You know, with the smartphone distractions, you know, that's why we have the shorter classes. That's why we have the liaisons. You know, what's the best way to help people grow and change? Because the mission is to help people have joy and vitality and inspired Amuna and to transcend. So let's say you have a life challenge. I just wanted to add that too, is that let's say you have a life challenge, you know, someone's sick or you lost a job 
or something, you know, very serious, you know, an interpersonal issue with somebody in your family or friends or community, whatever it is, we want to help you with that life challenge as well. And still, still, even with the life challenge, live your best life. That's what we're here for. If you want to take, you know, the Rabbi Niven Taboras. Oh, so will you share with us? Maybe we'll put it in the show notes. We could give some links. Maybe there's like a link to a class that you could share so that women yeah. could give it a try or hear a little bit of, of his style. Is it Rabbi Niven that's doing the teaching? Are you also doing the teaching? How is that working? So Rabbi Niven does the classes and then we have a team of ladies who help with the liaisoning, the accountability coaches. And I talk to all the women as well and help them. And we have separate classes for men too. So for all those women who have husbands or brothers or (laughs) fathers who are interested, we didn't leave the men out. So yeah, so people can call or text or WhatsApp me on my number. I mean, we can put it in the show notes and they can email our, we have a, a team, an admin team in Israel that'll help register everybody who wants to sign up. Great. I think Rabbi Niven was kind of at the forefront of Zoom and, you know, digital classes. How many years has he been doing this for? So he originally started, I think it was about 18 years ago, and it was a result of someone in East Coast. She said, can you teach us over the telephone? And he said, "Mm, sure, get a few ladies together in your living room and I'll teach you over the phone. He lives, Rabbi Niven is from America. He's from New Jersey, but he lives in Ashdod in Israel. So he did the first class over the telephone. And 18 years later, we are teaching 300 women a week on the telephone still. <laughs> so we were the, yeah, it's, it's audio, audio webinar or okay. audio telephone. So like, let's say you live in England, you get a British telephone number. If you're in America, you get an American phone number to call in, or you do it on your computer and you tap into the audio webinar. So wow. you yeah. haven't switched over to Zoom? So we have been asked multiple times, Rabbi Niven, his philosophy, and we might do it one day, but his philosophy is that you can hear the neshama in the voice and that the visual kind of is a distraction. And we have women of all ages, I'm telling you, from 23 to, I think he has a client that's 92. So all ages, all backgrounds from every part of (laughs) the Jewish world. So he feels also like that audio webinar is also a sense of no judgment. You know, we're all just one neshama. So that's his philosophy. And that's what we do. We might do Zoom one day, but this is where we're at now. Wow. That's actually, I'm surprised. It's interesting because I, where I was going with this was that now the whole world is on Zoom and he was like at the forefront, meaning like he was doing this like well before, but I didn't realize that it was audio only, but like just knowing the little bit that I know about Rabbi Niven and just understanding what you just shared with us, I really respect that. And I feel that being such a sensitive and spiritual person, I do believe that he's tapping into a different frequency, that soul frequency. It is so true that the physical sometimes covers and, you know, just kind of distracts and separates our soul. Right. And and so much of his work is focusing on our inner world, on our internal world and seeing the body as a vessel. Right. The body is the scuba suit for the soul. And very often we lose that focus. Right. So that's just something really interesting to think about. And thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I, I really like it. At first, I didn't understand it. I thought, you know, and especially now with Zoom everywhere. But now when I'm coaching ladies on the phone, you know, I can close my eyes. I can hear what their struggles are. I can hear what they're going through. And it makes sense to me that, you know, 
we all do it. We all kind of look at each other. Oh, what's your hair like? What's your, you know, lipstick like? <laughs> we all kind of do that sort of subconsciously. Right. So this way, we're just like focusing on the neshama and who you are and what's your purpose. And I mean, I love Zoom. I do Zoom classes all the time for my other ladies in Arizona and all over the world. I have Zoom classes. But this particular way for Rabbi Nivin Sabor is we do audio and it works. I mean, we have thousands. I think we've had over 5,000 participants over the last 18 years and people keep coming back because we have specific courses also, not just for LO, which is right now and so important, but throughout the year, we'll have classes on marriage. We'll have classes on self-esteem, overcoming anxiety, you know, all types of issues. We go deep into self-care. So that's the format. Thank you so much for having me today. It's been a pleasure. Robin, if you could give us just one closing line or hope or a blessing, anything you want to end us with, this was beautiful. Sure. I just want to bless everybody that they find their purpose. They wake up every morning, just raring to go. You know, you have your map, you have a written plan of your goals for the year. And so that when you hear that shofar, you know, if you get a chance to hear the shofar this year, that you say, God, I take myself seriously. I want to have the best year ever. Please help me with all my goals that I have. And I want to live my best life ever. Wow. Thank you so much. Well, same to you. Shana Tova. And this was really such a gift. Thank you, Robin. Thank you. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. We value that you are a part of our community. Be sure to check out our other podcast episodes and to learn more about the work that we do at Inspire Jewish Women. Please check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website at www.inspiredjewishwomen.com. Notice that we use the word woman and not woman in plural because Jewish women are most powerful when we bond together and we together can create amazing positive changes in the world. Bye for now. Hope to see you again soon so we could continue this conversation.